So John Prine died of coronavirus. And we felt like we should at least acknowledge just what an amazing artist, songwriter, human being he was. And he was a super special and important person in my life. Um, I first saw him perform, I think it was 1973 at Max's Kansas City in New York City. I was living up in Red Hook, New York, and I took the train to see the show, which was maybe a two-hour, yeah, two-hour trip each way. I went there by myself. I had just turned 18. Um, it was the only time I ever went to that famous club, and it was just John sitting on stage in a chair. He was leaning back on his chair like it was a rocker, and at some point in the show, he leaned a little too far back and fell all the way over, landing on his back with his guitar. Anyway, that was memorable. And around that time, uh, my friend Jeff Carter and I had started a little enterprise, not really a business, but we were doing odd jobs and making custom cabinets or doing landscaping or roofing or whatever we could figure out. I was in a band with a guy named Willie Amrod, and his family had a business of building custom tour bus interiors. So Jeff and I got the gig of building a zebra wood veneer table for John Prine's new custom Silver Eagle bus. And I thought that was pretty cool. Because John Prine was the most amazing songwriter, performer, character, comedian, human. Um, we didn't know him, but we felt like we did. And years later, he was on E-Town. We played festivals. Um, Hot Rise and John were at festivals at the same time. And he came to see Hot Rise play at the Station Inn in Nashville a couple of years ago. I never really got to know him. Of course, we hung out when he was on E-Town and played some music together. And uh, I got to know his manager, Al Bonetta. I knew the guys in his band. I knew... Uh, a little bit his friend Steve Goodman, but uh, I was always just amazed and and delighted by John Prine. You know, in recent years, we saw uh, two or three of his shows that were as good, as strong, as compelling, as dynamic as as ever. So good job, John Prine. Life well lived. Unbelievable gift in the legacy you leave behind and the songs you leave behind. And I'm going to share... Our conversation from, I think it was 1996 when John was on E-Town, I was clearly, as evidence from this conversation, a little nervous and, and kind of intimidated by John, but he was gracious and great. So here's a little snippet of the conversation I had with John Prine. Again, we are lucky to have been around these bright lights uh, while they were around us. Here it is. I'm Nick Forrester. You're listening to E-Town. We're here with John Prine. John, let me ask you, before we get on to your next song, just a couple things. Your family came up to the Chicago area from Kentucky, isn't that right? Yeah, my mother and father from Kentucky. Yeah. Me and my three brothers are all born and raised in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, did your folks play music? My mom's dad did, and she liked to sing around the house. My dad liked to play the jukebox, and that was yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> he, was a, he was a union guy, right? Yeah, he was a steelworkers union. Yeah. But you got into music pretty early. And started writing songs in school, is that right? Yeah, my brother Dave uh, taught himself how to play the fiddle and guitar and mandolin. And I heard him playing for our dad one day in the kitchen. And I thought, my God, that's my brother doing that. So I asked him if he'd show me how, and he said he would. And I learned three chords, learned a couple of Carter family songs and freight train. And then yeah. I started making up my own words. Yeah. And that place in Chicago, the, uh, we, as we can tell, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a great place in uh, in Old Town where I used to go a few times in uh, the Old Town School of Music. That's a place that was gave you a little bit of 
help along the way, didn't it? Yeah, it was really good. They were teaching uh, like some bluegrass classes over there, and I was interested in that, so I went until they stopped teaching bluegrass, and then I dropped out. And after school, I went in the Army for a couple of years and came back and then got reinterested in yeah. going down to Old Town School. Yeah. And did you get a chance to kind of uh, help people who were getting started at the Old Town School? I mean, either teaching or doing classes or helping people figure out how to write songs? I mean, No, I go to town and do a benefit every once in a while. Yeah. But it's a great thing. I mean, there was a place uh, around here called the Folklore Center. It was kind of a similar deal where you could get the feel and the flavor of what this music is about and learn stuff and get your instruments fixed. And that's one of those rare places. Um, the other thing that was a rare resource in Chicago that just a few people, quite a few people, really got to benefit from, but you especially, was Steve Goodman. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about it. About uh, how you guys met. Well, Steve was already playing on the Chicago folk scene. Uh, at first, he was in like kind of a Chad Mitchell kind of group, and then he started, he wrote City of New Orleans. And I heard it on the radio. He didn't have a record deal, but he, they played cassette of him, him singing City of New Orleans. And I pictured this guy to be about oh, six foot four with uh, real short hair and a little goatee. And uh, he come backstage one day. At, I was singing at the Earl Old Town. He came over to check me out. In walks this little guy, you know, big eyes and everything, and says, hey, I'm Steve Goodman. We just kind of became instant friends. <laughs> He's a good guy. He had a great sense of humor. He was an unbelievable songwriter, and, uh, you know, it's kind of changed the way people thought about Chicago, you two. Well, we had a great time together. It yeah. was uh, kind of meant to be. Yeah. You've been at this quite a long time. You've been playing music and really writing some American classics. Do you ever feel like it's tough to... Uh, Keep motivated, keep writing songs, keep doing it. I'm enjoying it more than ever, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, recording artist, Mr. John Pine. That's John Prine, live on the E-Town stage back in 1996. We send our condolences to his family, and we share with all of his fans the great loss of losing such a talent, such an amazing American iconic artist. Thank you so much, John Prine. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.